At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Still to come this hour, Pete Futek. Let's talk some SEC football later. Let's do that. Brian Ortega is in for Jeff Parlay, by the way. By the way, uh, Brian will uh, talk to, to talk to us about Vegas if you're planning a trip to Vegas. We have Brian for one more day in here, so we want to take advantage of his Vegas expertise. He is a man about town. Think about a uh, cross between Robin Leach and uh, I don't know what, but that's you. Thank you. I appreciate you're that. You're quite welcome. By the way, can I ask you a question or just a random question? Yeah. Uh, Beyonce, Renaissance, when did she become such a potty mouth? Why is she cursing the whole album? What is that about? I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. Like was... This is why you're here, Brian. I need answers to these questions. Yeah, you, you, but you're you're so into pop culture that I, I knew she had an album come out. You heard it yesterday, you said. Well, Meltzer like Seltzer, Mark Meltzer, my buddy, he was like, you should listen to this. I liked about two songs. But all I kept thinking the whole time, I was like, hey, maybe uh, maybe pipe it down a little there, B. That's a, that's a great album in uh, these decades. Two songs, that's all you need. <laughs> two out of four, out of 16 or whatever it was, two out of 14. Uh, let's talk some baseball first, though. Trade deadline. Oh, let me see now. Seven hours away. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Trade deadline kind of felt like it was yesterday. Mark Borchard joins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert at Basewinner. Basewinner.com. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. This is interesting. I think there's a few chips that are still out there. And I don't think that Soto's going to be dealt, but he could be. And that would be, I think, pretty huge, Gil. Pretty, Needless to say. pretty huge. You know, Paul Sporer, our buddy, was on yesterday, and I asked him. He emphatically said, I said, is it going to happen? He goes, nope. No. He said he's not going to get traded. Not now. Um, not that he's going to be in D.C. long term. It'll probably happen in six months if it doesn't happen now. But, yeah, he's obviously the massive chip. But Scott Boris can can uh, basically the Nationals, I should say Mike Rizzo, can afford to just chill and get the best package he possibly wants. And anything short of that, he could just be like, no, nah, we're good for now. Yeah, they could. And I, I'm almost thinking that the, the team – for me, that would be most likely to get him if they could would be the Dodgers because they. I mean, he's gonna. He's. You mentioned that he's got Scott Boris. Well, he's gonna. He's gonna command a really high salary. I don't mm-hmm. think the Padres can do it, um, or or the Cardinals. I mean, the, the Dodgers to me are the only team that really have the deep pockets to say, okay, well, whatever, we can we can afford this. They've, you know, we can give you some chips here. But uh, I would agree with Paul that he probably won't get dealt. But it's exciting to watch anyway, needless to say. Well, you can bet on this. And I think the Padres are the favorite, minus 200. Dodgers and Cardinals thereafter. I actually made a bet during my vacation 
because uh, it was available uh, in, in some places. And I bet, <laughs> totally with my heart, I bet the Giants at plus 550. Just thinking, wow, what an addition that would be to that lineup. A, 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 you know, a left-handed bat. Uh, just some splash memories would become rushing back, would come rushing back. But I don't know, like if Farhan Zaidi, I don't know if he's in sell mode. I don't know if he's in buy mode. I don't know if he's in some hybrid mode of that. Remember, he kind of did that last year too. So I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I just don't think he what gets... a what a cool what a cool thing that would be though, man. I didn't oh, even think about that, but dude. man, how how fun would that be? That oh. be to watch. The Giants never get big free agent bats. Never. Just just doesn't happen. Um, so that would be, you know, it would be amazing. But yes, I mean, the teams you mentioned are the leaders in the clubhouse. I don't know that it will happen. What, what about what has happened? Luis Castillo to the Mariners yesterday. Frankie Montas goes to the Yankees. The Astros pick up a couple bats. Christian Vasquez really just goes across the, uh, the field from the Red Sox to the Astros. They also get Trey Mancini from the Orioles, which is, you know, uh, an interesting move by Baltimore who are now on the cusp of being a good baseball team, but obviously had contract issues there. What do you think? Like when all is said and done, let's just say the trade deadline was right now. Let's say we were done with the trades. Who's who do you think sits the best after all this? Are the Astros as, as far the, as like winning or lose, like who, who had the best trade? Uh, I guess well, let's who get, did the best from the trade experience, I guess the trade I guess, deadline. I guess what I'm saying is towards a title based on your numbers. Like who was the team that took that extra step? We were like, Oh, I already thought the Astros. And now I really think the Astros, that kind of thing. Well, I think that there are a couple things, Gil. I think that's that Seattle team is really sneaky, especially when you think about like, you know, you're they're saying arms race, Houston, New York, but you know, we've been talking about this for years in the playoffs and there's, there's so much variance in the playoffs yes. that I think that the Seattle acquisition of Castile, you know, he pitched a game and I bet on McClanahan. So I was on the opposite side and he went through a stretch of about 18 batters that, I mean, the guy looked, I, I've, I mean, cause I was, I was rooting for the other team and the, the other team could not touch the guy. And I just thought, Oh gosh, I hope this guy goes over the pitch count so they can get him out of here. He was <laughs> that, he was that unhittable. So at his best, he can just light it up. So if you, you know, if he, if he's vintage Luis Castillo for, for two games in the playoffs, I mean, that's a huge addition. And then, you know, looking at the Seattle bullpen, they're a great, that, that bullpen is really good, but getting back to the trade uh, acquisitions, I think that like, you know, comparing the head to head acquisitions from yesterday, look, Looking at Vasquez, looking at, at at Mancini, and then looking at what the what the Yankees did with Montas, who I really like. Numbers are strong with him, but Lou Trevino, which is kind yes. of like, okay, well, we're going to get him too. But mm-hmm. you know, he's a 66 uh, uh, deserved runs allowed, and and that Baseball Prospectus does that contextually, and I really like that number. And so that's a big key there because those bullpens. This is what is important to me in postseason baseball. You saw the Braves uh, bullpen last year really good sabermetric numbers and they ended up winning because of the, uh, the quality of that bullpen. So I think for me, New York beats Houston as far as the, the, those, that particular comparison game, the bullpen point cannot be stated enough, right? Like, I mean, again, go back to the giants three, 2010, 2012, 2014, the commonality of those three, sure. Uh, mad bum right front and center, but there were nine guys that played on all three of those teams. Four of them, I believe were in the bullpen, four of them. 
that was that was the key to all of that. That they would run out Romo and Casilla and all those guys, right? Lopez, those guys every single year were available to them. Bullpens are everything now. Obviously, the Royals made it, you know, a huge thing going seven, eight, nine um, with Herrera and and what was it? Uh, who was it? Uh, I can't remember the the seven, eight, nine structure. They had, Holland, yeah, they had Holland. They had a seven, eight, nine structure that yeah. was just. On, I mean, they were really good, and so they'd be able to win games with, like, Chris Young and Jason yeah. Vargas, and you're like, oh, my, how are these guys doing? Well, that's how they did it, and that's kind of, the, I think, the footprint uh, to, to win in the postseason is, is is ride a bullpen that has been – and these bullpens are volatile, but when they get hot, you know, they're really good, and, and so, um, you know – I think that's a good uh, a, a good blueprint uh, for postseason baseball. So that you know, keep keep an eye out for that. Like, so I mean, you know. d- does that make like if I asked you, then the opposite? Okay, so if people are making bets, then not necessarily yes, no to make the playoffs. Although this could apply to that as well, but certainly also just pennant and winning it all. Who's who's the overvalued team then? And maybe it does have to do with with bullpen. Like, I mean, as as bullish as you were on the Yankees, and you were the guy who said I got them at ninety eight when they were ninety one pre flop regular season win total. Are they the team that might be the overvalued now? The- well, I think that acquisition of Trevino was was pretty big. But as far as like going down the ratings, you know, maybe the Dodgers because I don't think that they're. I mean. You know they're top ten, but I think that the Braves bullpen's better than the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that that's what you have to look at. You got to look at the you know the Seattle bullpen to me, and this is controversial and somewhat scandalous, but I think that the Seattle bullpen right now, the way that their advanced numbers look, they're the best in the American League. Scandalous. So, yeah. So you know that's that that might be a scandalous rating, but you know you're looking at Houston and, and New York, and they have good bullpens. Um, but I, gosh, you know. That might be the most important handicapping piece. And right now, you know, August 2nd is one thing. So I think you got to almost wait till later because, you know, the bullpens, I don't know, you know, for whatever reason, these guys get hot and cold and you'll see a guy who is just, you know, awesome in August and then he'll be, he'll be really bad. Uh, at the end of September. So that's one thing about the bullpens, like trying to handicap it right now is there'll, there'll be some volatility with them, Gil. All right. What about today? Jacob deGrom is back, Mark. Jacob deGrom comes in at minus 300 out of the shoot, uh, out of the shoot at Washington. Uh, the Mets getting back their ace, if I could say that with apologies to Max Scherzer. The Mets, as I mentioned yesterday, best record franchise history through this many games with the exception of the 1986 World Series champion, New York Mets. So that's what DeGrom is coming back into. They can afford to uh, have eased him back. Do you have a play on this game? Do you have a play on anything else today? I've got it priced at minus three Oh three. I've wow. got, okay. yeah, well, I've got DeGrom is like his, his run suppression numbers, like 50, I mean, it's a 51 run number, which means he's 49% better than average, but you don't know what you're going to get. So I wouldn't play that game either way. If, if it were, if it were anybody's money, but the t- the games that I like today are Cleveland. Uh, I've got, I got this game priced at minus 175. It's minus 130 in the market, a little bit of starting pitching edge there and a huge bullpen edge, you know, Arizona compared to Cleveland bullpen uh, to me, there's no comparison. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Mariners on the plus one and a half today, Logan Gilbert. I've got as rated better uh, than Tyone, And I've got, uh, you know, we're talking about the Seattle bullpen. I've got them ranked at 80 with the backing. Cause I think Gilbert's going to get the, 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 the good pieces of the bullpen. And I think that, that, uh, 
I think we get a better bullpen here against the, the Yankees, Gil. And I think these offenses are, 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 are even, you know, Seattle's offense is really balanced. They got a bunch of guys with projections, uh, way to runs creative projections over a hundred. And I think that's a sneaky lineup, Gil. So I'm going to go to uh, Seattle uh, plus one and a half. And, and Cleveland on the money line. All right, full game on the plus one and a half from the Mariners uh, and yeah. the Guardians. Those are the two plays from Mark today. Appreciate it, man. Um, we'll have you back uh, soon, obviously. We'll talk some more. This is where it gets fun, man. Now that now that the All-Star break is cleared, we've had a couple of weeks to sort of get uh, reacclimated. Now the trade deadline today, we'll see what else happens. If Juan Soto goes or not, I'm going to say no, but we shall see. That obviously would be seismic in Major League Baseball. Real quick. Definitely, Gil. There's some good. Okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say Yankees adjusted win total 103 over under. 104.3 is my projection. There you go. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Coming back, Brian Ortega and then some Pete Futek on college football next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, Gil Alexander. Uh, Eric, uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. I should probably say that first. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from uh, Eric Gillen, or is it Arik Gillen, pardon me, at Dr. Drake1946. Welcome back from vacation. It's great to hear your voice again on my long commute. Thank you, sir. Could you give me Drew's picks again today? I was driving while giving out Drew's uh, tennis futures and couldn't write it down. Why, certainly. I would be happy to. Uh, Drew Dinsick, who was on earlier, we didn't get a chance to do it while he was on air, but he gave him to me uh, off air. He, because there's a couple uh, hardcore tournaments on both the men's and the ladies' side uh, this week, he ended up going with Paula Badosa. Nine to one in the tournament in San Jose, and then in DC he went with Victoria Azarenka, eleven to one in those two tournaments. Uh, also, getting tweets here. This is from Corbin. Uh, happy to see you back, Gil. I hope you had a great time on your vacation. Thank you. I'm curious what you and Mr. Las Vegas, Brian Ortega, think about the Sopranos. As a younger guy, I'm watching it for the first time and just finished season four. Top five show for me. You Ortega? It's it's up. That's pretty good. What's True. number one for you all time? Oh, my goodness. Number one. <sighs> I think Sopranos has to be in the top three. I can't have an actual number one. I love Entourage, but it's not like oh, a number one you movie, lost a me. show. It's just fun to watch. I do like Game of Thrones, though, but Sopranos is absolutely fantastic. So Sopranos, is, Sopranos is probably cusp of top five for me. Maybe top five. For sure. Or The Wire. The Wire is number one. I cannot be talked off that position. Yeah, especially if you grew up in D.C., Maryland, in the DMV, in that area. It's so regionally familiar. And 
Entourage, I don't have in my top 50. No. Because if you spend any time in L.A. and, you're, and you've been subject to that kind of behavior. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking what words did I use there? Yeah. No, it's not fun. Tommy Rowe, uh, with your comment about the Giants, uh, don't get big bats. Didn't they trade for Chris Bryant last? Uh, but Todd to only make him a rental for the year. Yeah. I, and, and I don't know. Chris Bryant wasn't really at the height of his powers. I don't really think of him as a huge bat at the time. Uh, Ian McDonald was helping me out because I was talking about the uh, the Royals back end of their bullpen, how they went seven, eight, nine. And the Royals really did it out of necessity because they didn't have the the, the bankroll or the, uh, you know, that kind of uh, market power to like really acquire big free agents. So they decided to back in and they, they decided to go seven, eight, nine in the bullpen and make that a priority. It was, it was Kelvin Herrera. It was Greg Holland. And in between, and Ian McDonald is reminding me, it was Wade Davis who was eight. And in my head at the time, when I was trying to think of the name, I was like, Wade Wilson. And I knew that was like the quarterback of the Vikings back in the day. So I knew that was not it. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Chris Hartman, guilty stat that makes zero sense. Judge has 43 homers and 53 walks. What the hell? Rizzo is batting 228 behind him. Yeah, man. What a season for Aaron Judge. Anyway, you slice it. 43 homers, 53 walks. It ain't quite Barry Lamar Bonds-esque, though, is it? No. I did I did look, though, that he is ahead of Roger Maris's home run record pace. He's right. He's like right on it. The 61. Very, very, the 61, yeah. Oh, is that is that the record to you, Brian Ortega? Did... Um, I think it's 70, 73, right? I was going to say. 70, but um, it's like. I do recall somebody hitting 73. That's true. But, um, yeah, the Roger Maris thing, just because they're both. Do you, do you think they get, like, help b- batting at Yankee Stadium? Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, Aaron Judge. It's got to help, right? Oh, well, Aaron, I mean, you're talking about the dimensions of that ballpark? Yeah. Oh, Aaron Judge certainly gets help there. I mean, Aaron Aaron Judge would be a good home run hitter anywhere he was, but sure, the ballpark has helped for sure. Absolutely. For sure. And again, and think also, about that. Bonds did it at a, you know, AT&T, Oracle, whatever you want to call it, SBC. Humid, thick weather, come off the bay. Uh, let's see here. What are we talking about here? do 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 Well, yeah. Okay, Tommy Rowe coming back with a Chris Bryant thing. Yes, but I'm not, not, not when the Giants got him. And we go back and forth. All right. Brian Ortega is here, everybody. Um, in for Jeff Parles. We don't have Brian pass today. Jeff Parlay will be back tomorrow. And we look forward to that. But while we have you here, Brian, you are a man about town. And there's always somebody. We have five minutes here to discuss this. You, you, there's always people coming into Las Vegas. And so, you know, I do this podcast, the Beating the Book podcast, where once a year we do the Vegas lifestyle one. You were kind enough to join us for that this past year. It is the most talked about of all of our episodes. We, we really we study up on football every week and every show. And then the one we get the most feedback on is that one. So how about a five-minute version of that? For those who are coming into town, what are the new residencies? What are the new things they should be aware of? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many so many things going on in town. And like, um, there's a new Cirque show that's in town as well, which I went to a couple days ago. It's called uh, Matt and um, what is it called? Uh, Matt Apple, which very funny. Good show. A lot of comedians. Where is it? Um, that's at the New York, New York. It's where Zumanity used to be, the adult uh, Cirque show. Uh, but it's really good. Um, I've been into lounges lately. I was at Park MGM for a long time, and we were talking about this off fair that I think I found the best burger in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Which you wouldn't, it's called at Side Betty Bar or Side Betty, Side Betty Grill. It's right by the sports book at the Park MGM. Is it that and, thing in the back? Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's really small. It's right next to the bathroom, which is always a great place to put a, a grill, obviously, but, best right, but don't burger. you have to walk, like, don't you have to walk down a little hallway to get yes. to it? Yes. Yeah, little, yeah, you so it's totally hidden back yeah, there. Yeah, totally hidden. It's open 24 hours. 
I drank a little bit, but <laughs> nice, like <laughs> nice, greasy kind of burger, Side but great Betty. bun on it. Yeah. And they could put lettuce and do the whole thing. It's like $18, but that's kind of what a, a great burger in town goes for. But absolutely fantastic. The cheese was gooey. So Side Betty Bar was great. If you come to Vegas and want a late night uh, place to eat, it's got a great menu. Would 100% recommend it. Uh, but also Park MGM is actually a really good place to kind of hang. They have a place called, um, it's called, uh, it's, a, it's a Mexican bar, forgot. But they actually play Latin music in the evenings. I'll have to put, look it up. Um, uh, Mama Rabbit is the name of it. So I'd highly recommend if you want a late night place to listen to Latin music and dance, that's a great place to where do it. Where is that? Park MGM. No, no, but where at Park MGM? So you know where Italy is? Yes. So right by Italy, right next to Best Friend, which is the oh, um, right next the to Korean the Best restaurant. Friend. Yeah, it's a bar, and then if you go in the back, they actually took out all the tables and just have a dance floor. So that's actually a great place to go, especially if you go after like any anything you go to at the uh, Dolby Live or the Park Theater, mm-hmm. like where Bruno Mars plays and all of them. When you're done, you can just go right to that instead of going to the nightclub, which is going to cost whatever to get in. It's going to be crowded. Go to that. That's actually a great option if you're going to be going and hanging out for Park, sure. Park MGM, non-smoking. Best yeah. friend, we should point out. Very spicy. Anyway, it's all brought to you by spicy. BetMGM Nevada, by the way. Oh, look at that. that yeah. um, uh, you brought up Bruno Mars. What are the big residencies in town? Silk Sonic, obviously, being the top. Silk Sonic's a huge one. Huge. And then uh, Katy Perry's back this week, for I'd sure. I'd go see Katy Perry. I'd go yeah, to that. So she's had great reviews. She has a very eclectic show. It's very weird, very big, very out there, but People love it. That's what we come to Vegas for. Um, and then big one this week, the goat of reggaeton music is Daddy Yankee coming to town. Who doesn't know that? I mean, he, huge deal. Yeah. I'm just saying it's his last uh, tour, uh, last tour ever that he's going to do. And then uh, he's out. But uh, And Usher? Usher has a residency? Oh, Usher's been getting a lot of traction. He was in town the uh, past two or three weeks and sold out shows when, when he's there. So great energy, that guy. Oh, he's tremendous. I'm not like a huge fan of like a, his whole catalog, but there's a couple songs I love. Oh yeah, he's the guy. And Hamilton is in town. Can well, you get tickets to this? You can still get tickets to it. I I, I did pre-sale because bougie. That's how I do You're it. You're bougie. But um, uh, he's coming. I, there he's coming. <laughs> They're coming. I believe end of October, beginning of November. And I have tickets for that. And then I also have tickets for the pushed back Adele concert that uh, some people love, some people hate. Whatever. I have tickets and I got them at a normal price. Yeah, I can't and do that's Adele. in December. I can't do Adele. Yeah. I would I would be depressed. I learned how to tie a bow tie just for that event. <laughs> You're going go to, to Adele with go a bow tie? The good thing is, the yeah. good thing is is that this was supposed to be in March la- this year. Yeah. And Caesars has, you know, good restaurants, but hopefully in December Lugers will be open at uh, Caesars Palace. Peter Lugers, Brooklyn's finest. Talk about great burgers also. Okay, so that's on the agenda as well. What's yeah. the, what's the thing you're looking the most forward to in Vegas? On oh the agenda? man, really? Those concerts are kind of the big thing. Like Smith, the Smith Center, which is where Hamilton is, is in November. But I'm really looking forward to Adele. You obviously. Say. Yeah. Sorry, we've been doing that for the past two days. <laughs> you say. Okay. Okay, yes, we're sir. done. Yes, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then NFL season obviously is coming up. So really, really great. All right, and uh, obviously uh, contests that the people have to sign up for, those are coming up, uh, you know, obviously this, this season. Preseason hasn't started. It will this week, so there's still time. But while we say there's still time, that time will quickly evaporate for signing up for all kinds of contests, including our buddies over at Circa, 
which have not only their uh, Circa Millions again this year, but also Survivor. Are you jumping in any of these contests? Um, no, I don't think so. No, would not would your love thing. to, but I you'll be. At I'm, the end. I'm a, see, I'm a Packers fan. Yeah. So you I'll didn't just, like what Aaron Shodz had to just say about the Packers. No, it was very sad. It was very, but it was sad because it was true. I That's agree with thing, every word he you know? said. I really do. How can you? How, they won 13 games. I think two or three seasons in a row. How do you do that again? I just like I get it. Aaron Rodgers is spectacular, and there's going to be people who are listening here be like, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers made all those guys. Look how all those guys, those wide receivers, fell off a cliff after they left him." Okay. You want to? You want to? You think that's going to happen with Devontae? I don't. I would look out for Alan Lazard, though. I think he's oh, going to have. Stop it. I, uh, Alan Lazard is going to have a big season because he's been there a while. All right. Well, there's the music. <laughs> as soon as you went to Lazard, it's like play the music. Get out of here. Uh, Pete Futak, college football. We'll start with the SEC. His thoughts on the East and the ridiculously stacked West. Season win totals, futures. Schedule thoughts. That is next. Numbers game visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football guide, the VSIN college football guide, that is, is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN all access subscriber. That's key. Sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Great job by humans and crew once again on the 2022 College Football Betting Guide available at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Speaking of college football, let's talk some college football with the founder of college of, or I should say collegefootballnews.com. I don't know where I was going with that. Pete Futak, everybody. How you doing, Peter? What's going on, Mr. Gill? How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. Let's talk some let's talk some SEC. And now it matters. Yeah, here we go. Why don't we start with the SEC, for goodness sake? We'll, we'll get to the West, which is just stacked beyond belief. Uh, but let's let's start with the East. And obviously, this is uh this is Georgia's domain. But um there are some interesting bets here to be made. Well, let's let's just start at the top. We 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 did briefly touch on Georgia. Um, and we'll try to go through these rapid fire. But Georgia, the, their season win total set at ten and a half. The over is well juiced at minus two forty, but it's probably the over, right? Yeah, it's it's just almost like one of those ones you want to stay away from, only because ten and a half. If it's eleven, you go under because it's always asking way too much for anybody to go undefeated. Ten and a half, but you're right. Where's the loss going to come from? If you think they're going to beat Oregon to start the season, they're going to be favored against everyone else the yeah. rest of the way. So it's going to take an upset somewhere. They don't have a bunch of kills. They don't have to play Alabama. They don't have to deal with the Texas A&M from the West. Uh, so if you're looking at the rest of the East schedule, they should roll through this thing because a lot of the big games are at home. The only big question mark is going to be that game against Tennessee at home, the Florida game at Mississippi State's tough, at Kentucky's tough. But like, unlike a lot of these other teams, if they lose their starting quarterback, they're not necessarily dead in the water. So I'd actually go the over on this, even though it's still asking a lot out of a team that's rebuilding. I think they go 11 and one with this. Yeah. And there's no bet on any other team to win the SEC East, right? Like, I mean, it would just be making conversation. No, I, I actually kind of think that 
crazy. You're you're not way off to, to go with any other flyer because remember, this is a rebuilding team. Georgia is still that good. It's going to start the season probably number three in every poll. Uh, but on the right day, if Florida catches them uh, in Jacksonville, if you look at the Gators uh, SEC schedule, it's not that bad. And if you're under the belief that under new head coach Billy Napier, they can rebound in a hurry, there's talent there. Uh, that's not a crazy bet if you're trying to go a little bit off the grid and not just go Georgia. 50-1 to one to win the SEC East on Florida, Tennessee, and Kentucky, by the way. Georgia plus 150. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Gators for a second. So looking at their schedule, and you did mention Georgia will be favored in every game. Florida's schedule, six of the first seven games are in Gainesville with Tennessee, the lone road trip. And then it comes back at them in the second half of the season with four trips away from home in the final, in a five week stretch. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting schedule. They play just one home game against South Carolina from October 15th through the finish. What do you make of that very interesting schizophrenic schedule? Exactly. I mean, on the plus side of that end of the schedule though, I mean, you get Vanderbilt on the road, which is a nice sweet break. And at Florida state, of course it's a rivalry game. Of course it's, you know, but you're still not leaving Florida. So it's not that bad. Going to Texas A&M is a problem. Georgia is going to be a problem. But I think that home game against South Carolina is going to be an issue, too. Uh, but I like this. If you're right, I like all the home games. I think uh, Billy Napier coming in is going to change everything up. There is talent there. This is a team that you know was on the – they almost beat Bama. They were on the cusp of a lot of big things last year and just all kind of went wrong. But SEC won SEC on Florida last season in a rebuilding year. And there's a lot of 50-50 games, and they were just on the wrong side of a lot of them. So – I like him to bounce back big, and I like the over on their win total. You do like the over. I was going to say, are you stay? Would you stay away? But you like the over. I'll tell you what I think you do like the over. Just reading uh, your stuff at College Football News, South Carolina is at six, and the over is is juiced at minus one forty. But you you see a path to eight wins if if all breaks right for them. You like the over here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Remember, they just upgraded. I mean, it's you know Spencer Rattler kind of got pushed aside at Oklahoma last year for. Uh, Caleb Williams, but he comes into this thing. There's a shot. I mean, even with Bryce Young, there's a shot. He's right there with the top pro prospects in college football in terms of if he gets this thing turned around, is right. The pro scouts love the Spencer Rattler. So they've upgraded their quarterback situation in a huge way to go along with uh, all the returning talent there. I like them at seven wins, and you're right. Eight wins is not crazy. I mean, they could, they're could they going to lose to Georgia, most likely. They're going to lose at Arkansas, most likely. At Kentucky, they can lose at Texas A&M, and they're going to lose at Clemson. So those are five-ish wins, but the rest of the schedule isn't bad. There's going to be a win somewhere in there against the Tennessee, against the Florida. So I think they're more likely to be on the uh, seven-ish, eight-ish side than to go under on that six win. The Vols are at seven and a half. Tennessee at seven and a half. The over is juiced. Uh, we're showing minus one seventy-five. I got minus one sixty. Or shops like DraftKings always shop around. Um, speaking about when you'll be a favorite, when you'll be an underdog. Tennessee's going to be an underdog. I'm I'm counting maybe four times, two to four times somewhere in here. Where, where do you stand on them? Well, you start with the problem that they get Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. So even though I kind of think Tennessee, Tennessee's going to have one of those offenses, where I do think they're going to upset Georgia. I mean, we're looking ahead here because it's kind of one of those right times where is Georgia going to lose? That's kind of the game in uh, November. Uh, but you're right. If Florida, Georgia, Alabama at South Carolina, those are four dangerous games for Tennessee, and they still have to prove that they can get this done defensively. I'm not. I, I think this is a seven-ish eight win, win, win team, but I'm not so hot on this. It could go anyway. I don't like the over on this. 
I, I, basically, I'm just saying stay away. If you have to go either way, I would actually probably go under than over, even though I do think that the, if they're going to be good enough to be an eight-win team potentially. Okay. That so makes the, any sense whatsoever. It does. The most interesting team from a betting perspective, though, in the SEC East has to be Kentucky. One, Chrissy Andrews, who runs the book behind us, my mishpucha, he said by far they were the most heavily bet team when the numbers came out. Uh, Kentucky's at eight now in terms of their season win total. And the, you look at this schedule – they have four road games, four, that is all. And so, and, and I believe this is what you said, if they're ever going to get over the hump in the SEC East, this has to be the year, right, with that schedule. You're not crazy if you're suggesting that pro prospect-wise, they have the best backfield in the SEC. Wow. The, the NFL scouts love Will Levis. I, I'm not the biggest fan. I still think Bryce Young is a whole lot better, and I think there's other better quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson and uh, K.J. Jefferson I think are better. But he, he's an NFL top 15 overall pickish at the moment. Chris Rodriguez is going to be a first-team all-SEC running back, and it's Kentucky. They always have the sound style and the defense. Eight's a little much. You you said the four road games. Yeah, but one of them's Ole Miss. One of them's Tennessee. They got to go to Florida. They still got to deal with Georgia. That's There's just too many 50-50 games there to love the over because I don't think they're going to go nine. So it, I've got to go. If I have to pick over or under, I'm going under just because I don't think they're going to get to nine wins. Mm. Interesting. People people were betting them like they were going out of style early on. Okay, Mizzou, this is for Jeff Parlay, who will be with us uh, tomorrow. They're at five and a half. I mean, it's just a t- typical meh here. I guess your goal is to uh, get bowl eligible. They're right around that number. That number is pretty accurate, isn't it? I love it. Uh, I love the fact because it's Missouri. Because what Mizzou does, they don't lose the games that they're supposed to win. <laughs> so they, you want to talk about schizophrenic schedules. They always seem to, they, they never can get by the, you know, the Georgia type teams. They never pull off that upset, at least lately, but they're not going to lose to the Vanderbilts of the world. They're not going to lose to Louisiana tech. They're not going to lose to, you know, Al- Abilene Christian. They're not going to lose to New Mexico state. So there's a built in four wins there somewhere. You just got to find the other two. Somehow they could win at Kansas state, which I think they could do. They can win at home against Kentucky. They can win at home against Arkansas. So really you're looking for two wins and I think they're going to get them. Okay, and then we can't finish the SEC East without going to Vanderbilt. Two and a half. The under is juiced at minus minus 140. They will, as opposed to what we said about Georgia, who will likely be the, not likely, but they will be the uh, the favorite in every game. Commodore is likely to be the underdog in every single SEC game, that's for sure. So they they do have, okay, let's just look at what what are the ones they can win. Elon. Elon, right? Northern Illinois, maybe? Maybe. And yeah, they can win at Northern Illinois. They can win at Hawaii. They're still an SEC team. Yes, you're an SEC team, Vanderbilt. Act like it. Go, go, go do something, all right? And they, <laughs> go act like it. Like it's my Kansas argument. Go over. What what, is, what do you have the line at two? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half over because they're going to oh. beat Elon. Okay, they're going to at least split Hawaii and Northern Illinois. They're probably going to win both. So there's your three, and you're good before November hits. And figure there's going to be some weird wild day where they pull off some crazy upset. They were close in a bunch of games last year. I say over on the two and a half. That that's actually might be my favorite bet of the SEC. Wow. The problem is with that, right? The, those games we talked about, Hawaii, Elon, and Northern Illinois. Those, those, are, those, 
are shaking a little. Those yeah. are three of their first four games. So if they go two and two instead of three and one, then the rest of your year on this bet trying to get over is just one massive sweat. Where you're like, who are they going to beat? Oh, can they go to Missouri? Hey, and win? It was like Kansas thing last year. You had your massive sweat. You got the Texas miracle. I'm probably going to have that with Vanderbilt too. All right. SEC West thoughts from Mr. Futek, starting, of course, with Bama in a stacked stack division where no team no team has a season win total lower than six and a half on the other side numbers game visa the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. And don't forget, big promotions going on as always. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, are you? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brian Ortega in for uh, Jeff Parlay. It's Gil Alexander. Brian, did you see? Uh, have you seen four episodes of the Captain Derek Jeter's docu series? I've seen, I believe, two because three and four was last night. Your impressions? Uh, uh, I I like it. So a lot of people see it as like Derek Jeter propaganda, but I love just watching <laughs> that era of Derek baseball. Jeter propaganda. Well, oh, that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. It reminds you how great baseball was then. Oh yeah. And by mattered. then, I mean a second ago. That's the biggest takeaway. The late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, I mean, it's phenomenal. Perfect baseball. Mike Piazza, that's my guy. All those memories. Anyway, back to college football. Just want to point that out. Episodes five and six this week. Pete Futak from College Football News. Peter, you there with us? Yeah, so basically, you watch Steroid Era back. That's fun. That was fun. I'm with you. That was, that was a great time. This guy. He had to say it. Hey, I lived uh, in Chicago with 98 <laughs> with uh, you know, Sosa and stuff. That was a blast. And that's, hey, it's. It's all entertainment. It's all for my amusement. It's fun. <laughs> eh, who, cares how, who cares how it was all? Oh, geez. I'm sorry I brought it up. SEC West, Bama. Same thing as Georgia. We talked about this uh, before I went on vacation. Ten and a half. The over heavily juiced minus 280. Over or nothing? Or are you of the mindset that they could lose twice? 
Oh, yeah. You're showing 11 and a half on the board here and your graphic here. If it's 11 and a half under, 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 under all day long, they're yes. going to lose at least once. Uh, if it's 10 and a half the, over because they just don't lose twice. I mean, that's the genius of Nick Saban. It's not that they go undefeated every year because they usually don't. But the 11 but and a half they, under is the better bet is what you're saying. I think you're right. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. If you can get under on 11 and a half, go for it a thousand ways because they've got nasty games. They're not going to lose yeah. at Texas, but they got to go to Texas. They got to go to Arkansas, Texas A&M at Tennessee. They never lose to Tennessee, but that offense is a dangerous game. Mississippi State's offense could go off on the right day. At LSU is always dangerous. At Ole Miss is super dangerous. And not to forget, one of the things we'll get into in another segment at another time, but one of the things about the transfer portal is, yeah, the transfer portal made all the SEC teams better, but they made all the quarterback situations outside of LSU is basically worse. So mm. God forbid Bryce Young goes down. There's not a, a Mac Jones ready to fill it right in right away like there was when Tua went down a couple years ago. So if he gets knocked out for a couple games, we don't want that to happen, obviously. There's your under, as gross as that is to, to say. But I go under. If you get an 11 and a half and you can go under on that, go for that all day long. Brian, what are you whispering in my ear? What did you say right there? At BetMGM, yeah, ten and a half is available at DraftKings. So again, you you know, pick your bet, pick the one that uh, you want the most. I would say under eleven and a half is the way to go here. But you're right, at Texas, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Ole Miss. My goodness. Speaking of nasty schedules, Arkansas seven and a half with the under juiced at minus one fifty. This is brutal. What do you like here with the Razorbacks? I like over. You know, look, sometimes you have to go with your convictions. The smarter play is under. I'm in love with this Arkansas team. I mean, I think they're going to beat Cincinnati to start the season. I think they're going to beat South Carolina, Missouri State. They're going to win that one. Dangerous part is at BYU is probably a loss. So if you count that in there with the Alabama, with the Texas A&M, everything else is there. But a lot of those games are at home. They're going to beat Liberty. They're probably going to beat LSU and they get Ole Miss at home. This is a sound enough team where I think they can get to eight wins. It's kind of my crazy calling all this. I like the over if you can get it. Okay. Um, you yeah. get some juice that way. We'll say again. I'm sorry. And you're, and you're getting the bump that way too at the plus 125. Yeah. So. They better win the, I mean, with a lot of these schedules, we say, that we say this, but they better, they better bank some wins early, right? Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State. They better, they better try to go three and oh there is, I guess, what I'm saying. Uh, Texas AM, eight and a half. The over is juiced at minus 150. There is a stretch where the Aggies don't play a home game for over a month. They got to go to Alabama. And so whenever you have a away game in Alabama, that just means if you're trying to get to the promised land, and by promised land, whether that means SEC championship or even beyond college football playoff, uh, I believe you pointed this out at College Football News, your margin of error shrinks immediately with that on your schedule. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and they got Arkansas is always dangerous, and that's in Jerry World. So that's away from home. So they've got a stretch there where they go from playing Miami on September 17th to Ole Miss on October 29th without a true home game. I mean, so it's kind of a bizarre schedule for them. The other thing about Texas A&M is their skill guys aren't there. I mean, as great as they've been recruiting, they've got good players, obviously, but they're just not as strong as some of these other SEC teams. The other X factor here, how fast can this epic freshman class rise up? Because talent-wise, in terms of NFL, oh, six years from now, they might have as many NFL guys as anybody in the country. They're just all 18 years old and just arriving on campus in a couple of weeks. Pete, we're going to break in here with some baseball news. Jeff Passan, 
Jeff Passan from ESPN reporting that the San Diego Padres finalizing a deal to acquire superstar outfielder Juan Soto from Washington. Sources telling ESPN one of the biggest deals in baseball history goes down, according to Passan, and it sends the 23-year-old to San Diego, where he will team with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. So no details beyond that to date, but they are fine to, the, to this moment, but they are finalizing a deal, are the Padres, to get Juan Soto, the biggest chip out there, heading Dang. into the trade deadline. Wow, a lot of people, Dang. a lot of people, including on this show yesterday, said this would not happen. It, it appears to be on the cusp. So Juan Soto, the Padres all in as we knew they are anyway, but to, to make that move for a guy who you would imagine they would want to sign long-term um, for massive amounts of money and keep that franchise with just star power, not only this year, but beyond, but what a move for this year. Of course, Juan Soto appears on his way to the San Diego Padres. How about that? So make your bets quickly is essentially what we're trying to say here. Whether it's uh, adjusted season win totals, if you buy the conviction of a, of a pennant with that addition, maybe even beyond that, um, division might be out of the question, but certainly there are ways to bet this now if you believe that Soto makes that huge of a difference and you can exploit the betting market right now, and I would say, yes, he does, uh, for sure. Uh, let's just wrap it up here because we'll have a few more minutes. Sorry about that, uh, people. I wanted to get that in. LSU's at seven. Ole Miss is at seven and a half. Um, Mississippi State's at six and a half. Those are the remaining three teams that we haven't gotten to in the SEC West. Your thoughts on any of those three? All of them. Uh, the weird thing about the SEC this year is you are going to have potential. If Missouri can get the six wins, you might have 13 of the 14 teams being bowl eligible. Uh, just because it, and I like the over on all of them. It's crazy. But again, like you said, you got to bank those early wins. Mississippi state can't lose at Arizona. That sounds crazy, but Arizona's much improved this year. You got to beat Memphis to start the season. If you're Ole Miss, they start off Troy central Arkansas at Georgia tech, Tulsa. Those are four wins right out of the gate. Then they get Kentucky and at Vanderbilt. So we're going to be talking on August, uh, October 15th about a probably Six and zero Ole Miss team. You win that. They're seven and zero going into uh, LSU. So you like the over on Ole Miss definitely, and definitely if you like anything on all these SEC West teams, go over except for Bama if you can get them at eleven and a half. All right, Peter, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk San Diego. In Soto, San Diego State goes to the Pac-12. My kids go in there. I'm going to try to live there because it's awesome. Oh, for Southern California, it's great. Sounds it's all awesome. coming together for San Diego. Thank you, Peter. A little, a little humble Very brag. Good. You might be headed to San Diego. That's breaking news. Well, uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, co-host of The Edge here, our, our senior NBA analyst, uh, kind enough to uh, to text me on this as well. JVT in the studio here. Bob Nightingale reporting, uh, JVT passing this along, that the Padres now complete the deal for Juan Soto and Josh Bell will be headed over from the Nationals as well. Uh, the Padres trading pitcher Mackenzie Gore, who uh, shortstop C.J. Abrams, outfielder Robert Hassel III, and pitchers James Wood and Jarlin Susanna in that deal as well. But the big name, obviously, Juan Soto headed to the San Diego Padres. So we thought that the big news might have occurred yesterday, uh, and certainly before that, Luis Castillo going to the Mariners, and then yesterday with Frankie Montas going to the Yankees, and you figured, well, we don't know if Soto was going to happen or not. It is happening. Or as the great Jim, Lank, uh, Jim Lampley said when George Foreman knocked out my, uh, Mercer, 
It happened. It happened. I believe that's what he said. Quote. So Juan Soto over to the Padres. Get your bets in before they pull them down if they haven't done so already on the Padres, if that puts you over the top. The Lombardi line is next. They will continue with this and let you know specifically how the betting markets are moving. Ben Wilson hosting. Oh, Ben Wilson, who, by the way, hosted a uh, numbers game uh, for an episode. JVT hosted two of them while I was gone. Thank you to both of them and to Parlay as well once again. Big news, Juan Soto to the Padres. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.